0: Well, hello, how are you? Good afternoon. It is Thursday afternoon, February the 10th. I am telling you, the month is moving on, the year is moving on, and everything's going good. And hopefully, uh, that means with all the things moving, COVID's moving out. I hope so. I don't know. Oh, but anyway, we hope you're doing well. Listen, uh, today we're not going to be reading one passage of Scripture to you per se. We're going to be probably referencing a number of passages of Scripture. Uh, we're going to talk about loving our church. Uh, Taylor Creek Baptist Church Sunday is having an event uh, entitled Love My Church, or I Love My Church to be uh, uh, properly stated, Uh, something that their former pastor began uh, last year. This is the second observance of it, and (laughs) uh, you know anything about Taylor Creek Baptist Church? Uh, They got a new Pastor Sunday, and I guess I'm it. And so uh, my first real Sunday, whole Sunday of being their pastor, we're going to celebrate I Love My Church. But I'm not here to talk to you about Taylor Creek Baptist Church as, as much as I could do that. I'm here to talk to you about why we should love our church. Now, in the book of Ephesians, it's very clear that Jesus loved the church. There are so many other passages we could talk to, uh, so many passages of love, uh, so many things about what Jesus did. And, of course, New Testament letters written to the church. Uh, we, could, we could hammer on it and hammer on it and hammer on it uh, about the church, the importance of the church. However, there are not 14 reasons to love the church found in Scripture that, I, that I'm aware of. Uh, well, they're there, but you have to dig them out and say, okay, uh, from this we can deduce that, and from that we can figure out this and things like that. But that's not what we're going to do here. What we're going to do is we're going to simply think about some reasons why uh, we love our church. We love our church, or should love our church. And by the way, if you can't love your church for whatever reason, I mean, if something, you know, I don't know. I, I just, you know, it drives me crazy when people say, oh, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. I stay so mad, so angry, so upset, blah, blah, blah. Find another church. Find a church you can love. Stop fighting a battle. A church shouldn't be a battle. A church, you know, you shouldn't do all that. Find another church. Get a place where you can go. Get a place where you can love the Lord and put all that nonsense behind you. God is not the author of confusion. I tell you, we'd be referencing of uh, uh, many different passages. And so if you're in a place that just seems to always have this confusion, no, God's not in it because the Bible said it, and the Bible's always right. So God's not the author of confusion. If God's not creating the confusion, get away from it, and he's not creating it. And if you can't stop it, and get away from it, then, you know, in the church, then find you a place you can go where you're not having always to do that. Okay, we love our church because it is Christ's church. It belongs to him. It's his church. It's not our church. You know, uh, not in the a sense of ownership. Listen, I hear all kinds of stories about people who own the property or the buildings or have the title deed and all this kind of stuff uh, to local congregations. But when we think about the church, it belongs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We love our church because it is Christ's church. It belongs to him. And, and we should love the things of God, love the things that Christ loves, and he loves the church. The Bible says he gave himself Lord, and he's coming back. He's coming back to get it. We love the church because it honors God and helps people. Don't don't worry about the noise. Can't do anything about the noise. If you didn't hear, it, don't worry about that. But it, it honors God and it helps people. You say, what do you mean? Well, everything the church now. Here again, we're talking about the church, worthy of love, worthy of you know our our commitment, worthy of our support, and it, and it ought to be committed to honoring God and helping people where they are. Uh, to find the right relationship with God, we, we, with Christ, we love our church because it honors God and helps people. He said, "Brother Danny, uh, my church didn't do a lot of that. Well, then stop and examine. and Why do you go to church? And if your church doesn't honor God and it's not helping people, now by that, by helping people, we'll, we'll do this first. I'm not talking about being on the street corner passing out water every day. I'm not, I'm not talking about." Uh, taking, you know, gift cards to everybody on the road and all that kind of stuff. that Those are great. That's a big help. Someone what I'm talking about. And as important and as good as those kind of things can be, what I'm talking about is help people come to a right relationship with God, help people get back on track if they've got off track. So it helps people understand what they need to do, how they need to do it, but it honors God in all that it does. And and, that, and those, those first two things, and I'm not going to repeat myself a lot today. Uh, I'm going to try not to. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, that's yeah, a challenge. But we want to, we, we love churches, we love our church when they honor God and help people. Now, that means if you're going to be in a church worthy of love, worthy of, uh, of of being called a church, that means you can't be always uh, choosing this person over that person, developing you know this group of people over that group of people, favoring people, whatever you want to say it. Now that means that you understand that that all people are worthy of God's love. no, it doesn't mean that you hang out with everybody or you go to everybody's home. that's not even that's that's not even doable in a church of twenty or more, much less two thousand or whatever you have in your church. What it does mean is when people come in the door, you're glad they're there, uh, you appreciate them, uh, you pray for them if you know them or hear their needs. you just help people where they are, okay and then you, honor god with all that you do right? and so the first two things is is, is well they should be given so they don't have to be said but i had to say them because they need to be said <laughs> so today's one of those days anyway uh let's go let's go to number three we love our church because it brings unity to the body of christ now once again if you're in a church it's always being divisive or divisive, I guess is the divisive or divisive. Everybody for divisive, raise your hands. Okay, I see those. Everybody for divisive, raise your hands. I see those. Okay, we're not we're not sure. Pretty well, even so. Whichever one you like, whichever one it is, choose that one. Uh, so, let's go this way. We love our church because it's unifying, and its goal is to unify, not to divide. Now, there are times where we, we are divided from the world and we stand, we draw a line and we stand against what the world stands for, what the world likes, and all this other stuff. But within the doors, within the fellowship, within the worship center, within, within the congregation, within the family, we are seeking to unify. Okay, we are seeking to be unified. Uh, you see, what kind of things should we be unified in, Brother Danny? Well, it's pretty simple. We should be unified in our commitment to Christ, in our in our preaching Jesus, in our in our understanding of the Word of God, and the Bible. Uh, all these things we should be unified in. Uh, last night at Taylor Creek Baptist Church, where by the way, <laughs> I recently became pastor uh, for our DK Ministries family. Yes, somebody said they knew that something was up uh, on some of the podcasts when I said we've been praying about changes. Uh, so that was the change I retired two years ago expected to be retired love retirement we love our life no we're not moving from Tyler town uh, but we live close enough we're gonna pass to this church great people they know that they've really they've really reached out to us and loved on us and we appreciate so much uh, their willingness to receive us as their as their pastor pastor's family and everything else uh, and to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for this job when I went there, but just wanted to be interim, liked to be an in interim. Uh, but God seemed to have a different plan. And I think one of the reasons, I have a point with this, one of the reasons was I just saw so much unity in that church. I, I saw so much unity and, and a desire to, to find God's will, to follow God's will, fulfill God's will. And, and the people that I saw and spoke, the people spoke to me. Long before any of that the committee, and no one knew that the committee, apparently, the one beyond the committee, they really seemed to be able to keep a secret, knew that uh, that I was even praying about um, coming their pastor, I guess is the way to say that. Uh, because I told them, every everybody who started asking me going out the door, well, Brother Danny, it's good to see you. You think you could do this? Or do that? Well, I don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, okay and and so that was my answer that was my dodge or whatever went on for a while but in unity when the committee come and asked me to meet with them and explain to me what they thought what they wanted what they felt and they gave Kathy and I a month or so to pray about it and to think about it and, and to really examine what God wanted and then in, our, in unity we came together with the committee and said okay uh we didn't come with conditions we just said how God has called us. And so uh, I, it was the most amazing thing. It was just unity and all that. I love our church. I love my church. and We can love our church when it seeks to bring unity. Now, you're dealing with people. There are going to be times, there are going to be moments where people are not going to agree on something or people are going to uh, want to agree on something. But overall, a church that seeks to unify, not always divide and not always, you know, have this side against that side or that group against that group. But just come together in the body of Christ, serving the Lord. I love my church uh, because it raises the standard in the community where it serves. Now, all of us as we're as we're going through this is probably our is probably or I should not say are probably. Uh, sometimes I don't speak English too well, but I am not an English major. I do not have an English degree, and I don't have a single professor out there shaking their head because they taught me English. <laughs> and, the ones, and the ones who taught me at LSU, uh, the classes were too big. They don't remember my name or know they taught me. And so we don't break any hearts when we mispronounce things. But the truth is we can love our churches when they raise the standard of the gospel churches are known for lots of things it can be known for lots of things some churches are known for their youth program uh, some churches are known for their children's program or their mission program or all these things and all these things are great and I, listen uh there are a lot of things that i that, I, that our church it's either creek right now where i am pastor i can be known for a lot of things that other churches that i have been a part of pastored whatever how you want to say it have been known for could be done for but one of the things i hope that every church that I've ever been a part of as no far was raising the standard of the gospel of Christ, preaching the word of God. You love your church because it because it, it stands in the gap, because it, it it raises the truth, it it raises the specter, and and, and different. Listen, I, I'm not going to get into uh, this church is better than that church or this thing's better than that thing. That's not the point here. But we can really love our church. When there's an elevation, as I said, raising the standard. When there's an elevation of expectation, we really expect to be with God. We really wanna, we really wanna hear the voice of God. One of the things we talked about last night at Taylor Creek Baptist Church, as I said, uh, we were talking about some of the things we believe as a church. is, is something that uh, they have material that you go through that you read that you study to to join the church. And we've been kind of reviewing it. Started that when I was in them. Just felt like maybe it was something we needed to do. Didn't know uh, at the time we began doing that that. Uh, It'd be something i'd help administer as a pastor but one of the things that we talked about last night uh well, well several of the things we talked about was belief in the bible belief of god uh, and the, the person of god and all these things that are so important to us and yet we don't hear people talk about anymore well i think a church worthy of our love and our commitment our devotion a church and a church i want to be a part of a church that i can love is a church that raises the standard it may not be flashy it may not have the best Program or the best preacher or the best, you know, staff or whatever you want to say, but it has a commitment to the gospel, and it raises a standard. And when you're in there, you know that they're focusing on the Lord, they're focusing on the uh, healing the hurts and and, and uh, you know helping the hearts and just you know you know that you are you know in the in the presence of people who believe in God. Listen, I have been in a lot of services and I've been in a lot of churches, and I've been in some places where you can feel the presence and the power of god i've been to some places where you couldn't and i find one of the things in common uh a thread perhaps that you want to talk about it that way that runs through churches where you can't feel that presence is is they're not raising the standard some years ago uh got into discussion with some folks begin to notice that so many churches today will leave it out across they'll cross anywhere to be found um There's not a law anywhere that you have to build a cross in your church or put a cross in your church. But we got into uh, a discussion noticing that so many new churches were not putting crosses in the church. And we were, I guess the best way to say we did some research. We did some investigation. We did some discussing, some talking, some questioning of folks about these these things. And and there are a lot of reasons. Uh, architects, you know, make suggestions and sometimes they're, you know, necessarily not committed, or, or perhaps that they go to church where that's de-emphasized. But one of the things that became clear in, in our research and our study, and I'm not going to tell you, you know, we did a 1000 people survey and this, you know, they said, what I'm gonna tell you is just one of the things I learned is that churches who have placed a smaller importance on, on cross Place a smaller importance on the Word of God and, and the real work of the church. Uh, the more there's much more of an emphasis on social things and uh, things of the moment, kind of the uh, well, what catches our ear today, kind of thing. I, I really don't want that in my church. I, I, I want my church, a church that I can love, raises the standard. And I'm proud to say, I think everywhere that I've served, or I've been associated with, I think they raise the standard in the community. Now, they all have been known for different things, all had different kind of ministries, social ministries, uh, important ministries and things that uh, made you proud and made you smile and made your heart feel warm. But the bottom line was, the bottom line is, they raise a standard in the community. And when that happens, well, surely we can love our church. I love my church. We love our church. And we will be able and should be loving our church. But it has high expectations. I mean, high expectations. Last night in prayer meeting, um, we took prayer requests and there was a very honest, ooh, very honest prayer request. No, I'm not going to share it with you. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, people listen to this and, uh, just not going to do that, but uh, it, it got everybody's attention. We came back had special prayer for that. And it led us into something that, um, that I had been asked earlier in the week by someone when they asked me this question, have you ever seen a miracle? And it led me to discussion last night from a prayer request about, do we look for miracles any longer? Do we expect our big, big God to do big, big things? Well, I think a church that I can love, a church that you can love, I think church, the churches that are loved for the right reason have high expectations they believe god's going to work they believe god's going to do things yes they believe god can heal god will heal they believe god can do incredible things That god can restore marriages that he can use uh, those who have broken wings so to speak i had a i heard a, a a preacher one time preach on broken wings of christians and his point was and i thought wrongly at the time was he, when a bird breaks their wings they never flies high but they do fly and what he was saying in his sermon uh, very clearly was, when Christians fail and falter and mess up, uh, they can still fly, God can restore. They won't fly as high. They won't do as much. They won't be as uh, whatever you want to say, but they can fly. And I thought, oh, my gosh, does he not understand the gospel? He that takes our sins and removes it as far as the east or the west, he that washes away and remembers them no more, are you telling me that he is not going to let us fly high? You know those who wait on the Lord. The Bible says Isaiah 4.31, I tell you, we're not going to read a lot, but we're going to refer to some. Shall renew their wings? Yeah. Shall renew their strength? And mount it with wings like eagles. Excuse me, I got so so enamored for a moment at the picture there. And every time I think about that sermon I heard so long ago, I think about that passage of scripture and about those eagles and about getting those wings, even though they, even though we failed and faltered. The church that you can love has high expectations. They believe a believer can be redeemed, restored, renewed, refreshed, re-energized. Uh, that was a lot of R's. I saw a lady yesterday with a shirt. I don't know where it came from. The first time I ever seen it, uh, it had all the R words that, that, that a person could think of that God could do, and that was some of them. I, I didn't get a count i thought it'd be a little uh uh socially unacceptable (laughs) to uh to be staring at a lady's shirt trying to read it but uh just as she walked by i thought okay wow well all that was true every word i don't know that the words i just quoted you other than redeemed were uh, was on the shirt but as she walked by and i thought about that i thought about loving our church i love a church that has high expectations a God who does redeem, restore, renew, refresh, re-energizes, re you know, reinvigorates. I just love the fact that we have a great God who takes people who have failed and faltered and messed up and restores them and renews them and reuses them to do exactly what he wanted them to do to begin with. Well, if you hadn't figured it out by now, I love my church. I've been fortunate. I've been I've been I, I've been on ministerial staffs. I've served. i served uh, churches, and every one of them I, I loved deeply and dearly. And I've come to love Taylor Creek Baptist Church. And, and all these things that we've talked about, I see those things in those churches, and I see those things in Taylor Creek Baptist Church. Here's what I tell you: If you can't really say, "I love my church," I pray today that you'll start praying about what God would have you do. I have a feeling that some people. When that prayer prayer, uh, becomes clear, they're going to be looking for a new church. Because God's not going to keep you in a place that you can't love. And the reason you can't love is because it's not honoring Him. Well, we have a lot to say. We'll be back. Uh, I know it's kind of late in the week. We usually do one about Tuesday. But uh, this is Thursday. I know that. But it has been incredibly busy for me. Uh, Not just because I have become a pastor again, uh, but because other things are going on. Now, here's the deal. If you don't have a church home, find one. If you don't love your church, get one you can love. And yes, we we would invite you to come to Taylor Creek. You see where that's at? Well, that's in the Kentwood area. I a lot of you don't live in the Kentwood area. A lot of people who listen to this podcast already have a church they love and and so uh, we're no we're not upsetting anybody, upsetting anybody with that. But here's what I tell you, love your church. We'll celebrate that uh, Sunday morning beginning at ten thirty at Taylor Creek Baptist Church as we Talk about loving our church. And I hope, I hope that the people who come will understand part of loving a church is loving people. Well, this has been DK Ministries Proclaim the Word podcast. I am, <laughs> I started to say it, I have been, but I guess always will be. Danny Smith, your Bible teacher for DK Ministries. Uh, you can contact us at Preacher Man at gmail.com, all or case, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all or a case, or look us up on the Facebook, as my friend says, send us your prayer request. Uh, those can be printed, we print as soon as we get them, those where people say, hey, Brother Danny, y'all pray for this, but please don't print it, uh, we just, you know, add those to our prayer list, pray for them, but we don't print those that we're told not to print. So if you have a uh, one that we can print, let us know. If you just have someone wants to pray around, let us know. We love you. We're praying for you. Yes, we'll continue to do podcasts and things like that. Uh, but we're going to pastor now for a while. And uh, you say, wow, well, I don't know. God says that's enough for that. <laughs> oh, and my first question to Taylor Creek Baptist Church was, are you crazy uh, as a pastor? <laughs> so my question is, and it's a little different, are you crazy about your church? Well, are you? I know I am. I have been. And I'm not sure today at this point, have learned what I've learned about the church? I would ever be part of a church that I couldn't be crazy about. God bless you. We love you. Remember, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Hey, let us love our church. God bless you. We'll see you next time.